Hi everyone, welcome back to Casual Watch Talk. You're joined by Sam and Chris. Chris, you're not joining me for a while. I know, I know. right? Hello. Hello. It's been a while. We've been doing. I've been doing some interviews, and they've been with people in the UK. So we usually get up early for me, which is even more earlier for yeah, Chris. So it's right. It's crazy. Like yeah. I'll get these. I you you are uh, definitely sent. Like I think a couple of the invites at least just been like, hey, I'll just send it to Chris maybe. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, uh, yeah, four o'clock in the morning now. I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, I had some great, I got to interview the Scottish Watches guys, Dave and Ricky, and I've chatted to them multiple times since on various different things. They're really cool, cool guys. And then I interviewed Mike France at Christopher Ward about the new Aquitaine. And then we had Sunil, who was over on the Facebook group with that awesome interview we did where he talked about collecting his basically dream set of watches and then he sold them all and all the things that he learned through that process and i think as we know i'm not one that keeps hold of watches for very long (laughs) so i could sort of it was a great philosophy on that one did did you manage to hear that one chris i didn't catch it oh you you like that one and also anybody else who's got a great story who wants to join us on the channel just let us know or join us on one of the live streams we'd we'd love to have you on and I didn't catch it because, like, I've been traveling, you've been traveling, so this is. We'll. Uh, I got to load. Uh, I got to load up my uh, my phone, and and I'm going to be going on a, another another trip soon. So, load up some uh, load up some casual watch talk back back catalog. Absolutely, and I've been um, I've been traveling to the UK, which we'll talk about. If you've been following me on Instagram, you'll see some of the pictures, but. There was a lot more to it. Got to meet some other YouTubers as well, which I'll talk about. But before we dive into that, should we do a, a bit of a wristwatch check? Do you, shall, I, shall I go first, Chris? Yeah, yeah then... go, go ahead. Well, I'm wearing my Seiko speed timer, my quartz okay. one, which I haven't been wearing. I took my right. Christopher Ward to the UK, thought it was very fitting. Yeah, and... that seems that seems on brand. <laughs> yeah, bringing it back sort of to its spiritual home. Right. But this speed timer, you know, there's something about it that I can't quite put my finger on it. It's on this bun strap, which McCola made over at Man Cave Leather. They've just done a really good job of it, Seiko. I know I give Seiko a hard time a lot of the time because they deserve it. I mean, you know, for various reasons. (laughs) But they've done an amazing job of this, this quartz watch. There's just something about the proportions of it and the way that they've designed it that I don't know. I just re- I really like it, and it considering yeah. it's a sub thousand dollar quartz watch. Yeah, um, you know, it's. Just... I saw the uh, someone on Instagram had the white dial uh, panda version, and uh, actually, also, I think I was uh, browsing eBay, and I saw something or eBay or oh no 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 it was actually Amazon. So uh, you know how Amazon has their uh, AI, you know, future. Uh, what you want to buy minority reports <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so they uh they have already predicted what i'm gonna buy and yeah, exactly. down below it had uh it had two of those that had yours uh and then it had the the panda version and i definitely i definitely clicked on it and, and added to the algorithm so <laughs> yeah this bun strap actually adds a little bit of extra visual bulk to it because i was concerned that it was a bit small at the start but with that extra visual book but it just did a great job of it yeah but it's what's it it's 39 right yeah that's yeah i you know i i uh i'm kind of glad we you know we've we've definitely been through a wave of 
large to back to small to back to regular size watches i feel in the industry and at least at least since the time i've been a collector because when i started collecting it was like everybody was like oh 44 that's no big deal (laughs) and then and there was a bit of a backlash a couple years ago that was like listen listen you know small small wrists and and folks that are just like i'm not ready to i'm not ready to step up to the panerai sized uh, casio here so <laughs> yeah and i'll talk about it in a bit when i talk about my little uk trip but i did go into a rolex ad to try on the date just again ooh, and ooh, so i'll, I'll nice. talk about that a bit later on a right. bit of a bit of a progress update well a progress that there's no progress but it, <laughs> yes if, you listen, if you're playing along at home an update yeah <laughs> okay uh, so yeah that cool. was mine so what are you wearing so I have my white dial Zen 104 on. Um, it's uh, just, uh, it's, it's, I went back to, I was doing like a, like you had a bit of traveling and I had uh, my three, I think we talked about on the live stream, my three watches that I had. Uh, and this was one of them. And it's definitely a, uh, definitely just casual. I was, uh, I mowed the lawn yesterday. I was working on the car today. So uh, totally no, no 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 worry at all and it was interesting i, I don't know if you caught but uh zin was kind of in a couple of youtuber news late, lately kind of caught my attention I, I haven't seen it myself i i heard the i was following it when they bought out the different colored dials didn't they along with MCA right Bob. yeah yeah uh who was it um in, industrial design guy on youtube it's a great. I enjoy his channel. Um, did a did a, a whole a whole a whole spread on on you know sort of why Zen and and what they're all about. Uh, definitely, I definitely enjoyed that. And and it it was sort of a it was sort of like an uh, an overview of the brand review, if you will. Hmm. And it's and it helped. You know, I, again, it solidified my decision to like. You know, it's like ugh, it's such a good, such a good standard like tool watch aesthetic, which I absolutely love. And you know, the value is there, and it's yeah. And then uh, I think yesterday, Teddy Balbazar had a had a list of watches that are no longer best value. And uh, the Zin, what is it? The five the five seven six what is that brand that model i'm gonna say something very cheeky then or, okay. or cheeky now i wonder if he's whether he's got um they've spurned his advances to become a reseller uh, yeah. <laughs> allegedly supposedly <laughs> okay maybe he's trying and, to get sued yeah uh, yeah maybe and so then uh who was it uh uh okay so it was the five five six that we're talking about both the Arabic and the uh, and the plain. He he was he was kind of saying that it, you know, at now with the price point, it's not uh, maybe that good of a value. Um, so I'm this is their standard three hundred. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm literally looking at one on eBay right now for eleven hundred dollars. So oh, okay. that's the buy it now price. That's not even the like. That's not even the like negotiate price. So that's I don't know. I think that's fine. This one's a great way, if anybody's not familiar with the design of this one, this one looks, I'd say, is a great way of getting into the IWC look, isn't it? it yeah. It's got yeah. that sort of... Especially that bracelet, too. That, that yes. uh, you know, there's a different the different style. But it's yeah, it's bracelet, is it? It's called I think that. so. Uh, is that actually the fine link? I think that's on the fine link. It looks like the engine. It looks like an engineer's bracelet, but that might be a, a brushed sort of fine link. And then uh, Federico... 
was asked why he would or wouldn't get a Zin uh, dealership. And right. and so Federico was interesting because he he sort of did the same. Uh, he sort of he, he I didn't say he dodged it, but he he spoke about the agreement and the the sort of like you know agreement that exists to only sell watches in North America from certain people, and you have this yeah. like special agreement. And he was saying he 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 doesn't think the the margins that you know that sin would uh would fetch would from a business perspective would be good as a single brand he he sort of said that you know if he had like four or five brands that he'd bring on another he'd bring them on as a as an additional brand he also mentioned that uh and this is one of those things that frustrates me about like uh you know the 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 what the truth of watch sales versus what the subjective idea of what they're worth and so he'll he's first to say you know they they don't they don't retain their value as as much as people think but then he went on to say that he does really well selling used zin (laughs) and so I'm like, eh. I'm like one of those things, uh, not necessarily true. <laughs> well, that's it adds credence to yeah, because if Federico's saying the margins are lower, that's actually more of an advantage to the consumer, isn't there? Because right. it means you're getting right. more watch for your money. And, and yeah. a shout out, Federico's been doing some incredible content lately. I'd say for the last as long as his own Delray watches, because he hasn't been afraid of. Oh, yeah. saying controversial things yep. whereas definitely when we all start out we don't want to upset anybody so we're all kind of dancing yeah, yeah. around things but he, now he doesn't dance around stuff and i think he's adding a lot of value to the community yeah absolutely yeah i know and he and he discla- his disclaimer was like this is his opinion as a he gave his opinion as a as a watch collector and then he gave his opinion as a business owner it was fascinating because it was you know that's he he is that and so it's interesting to see sort of his take so uh yeah like i like i said uh, Zin, Zin on on the topic on YouTube uh, in a couple ways uh, recently. Yeah, and there's some great. I mean, Zin's a great brand, isn't there? Another one, if you like the Zin look, Damasco. That's got a mm. great story around it, hasn't it? Mm. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Zin probably gets. I mean, we talk about it a bit, don't we? But you don't see it often come up on other channels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I. Before I go into, well, I'll t- I tell a little bit about my Rolex AD experience, but I saw a couple of watches whilst I was in the UK, and the one, new watches, I went into a lot of dealers and saw new watches. I'll also talk about some amazing vintage ones I saw as well. But I saw this Longines, the Spirit chronograph, mm. um, which... The Longines Spirit, it's the chronograph version, blue dial. It was awesome, this thing. that cool. I have never been blown away by a Longines, seeing mm. one in, in a showroom, but this thing was awesome. I, I think what they're doing with this heritage spirit sort of pilot watches, mm-hmm. I was really, really impressed. So if anybody's interested in that watch i would go and check it out because it is larger it is quite big but okay I-, I was so impressed with it yeah yeah 
Is it and and this is uh, they're doing a, a blue dial here, but but don't didn't they come out with a black dial originally? Yeah, there we go. Yes, we're looking at it now. I see. Okay, and then it's got the little uh, what's the uh, what's the button on the left hand side? Yes, so it's got an additional crown, uh, which looks like a helium escape valve. But mm. I think, I think that's doing a, a little bit of research before it might be to set the date. Right. Okay. Because it's not uh, seven seven fifty. So it's not. It's interesting that they'd add a a different a different crown there. It's not. You know, it's not. I don't think it takes away from the watch. I wonder if it's because it's a aviation inspired piece. Mm, I think mm-hmm. that you might be traveling over different time zones, so you need to set the date quickly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it does seem like odd to have a yeah dedicated crown to it when. It's not often that you have to do it perhaps once a month, but I suppose if it's aviation inspired. Mm. So I was really impressed with that. And then in in other news that dropped was the, did you see the new Jaeger LaCultra Polaris that they dropped? I'm a big fan of this Polaris watch. It's just a little bit rich for my blood. (laughs) But this amazing green dial version with the date, Mm -hmm. just a, it looks incredible. I think you'd have to see it in person because the dials, yeah. like it's a super net. super dark green, super dark green. I I I've seen the blue. I'm more a fan of the blue than the green. Yeah, but... well, they don't make a blue in this date one. That the next oh, the problem is that they only make, a, they black, only make yeah. a black and they they make a blue without the date and then they make right. a black with the date and a sort of yeah. a fourteen ish. Yeah. But yeah, so, I'm... so a so a Sam problem, not a Chris problem. Got it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I have to have the date on a watch, as you know. I have to. Have... And I mean, speaking of, I I love this. But speaking of green dial watches, I went into. I've got my name on the list for the Rolex Date Just Forty One with the either green dial or green motif dial. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I thought whilst I was in the UK, yeah, the... might as well might as well put your name in there too. Oh, yeah, I know. Can you imagine? <laughs> well, um, I'd just see if they had it. And I right. went into a great Rolex AD in Manchester, and the guy sat with me and my wife for probably 30 minutes talking all sorts of watches. And I've also had good experiences in two Rolex ADs in Orlando as well. Oh, okay. And so I, I know people comment that they have a bit of a hard time um in the rolex ad's but so far i've had nothing but so far positive experience there was one uh, when i went down to london where they wouldn't let us in the door unless we had an appointment but that wasn't them yeah overtly being but the the rolex uh, ad i tried on this the date just 41 it is a big watch i I will get used to it though but it is a big watch but he was saying that in fact he thinks that rolex are spinning up a new factory just to make the dials okay so i don't know whether i'm in it for the long haul whether it's going to be towards the end of the year that the orlando ad said it would probably be a month mm-hmm. or two but this gentleman in the uk was more down the lines of no you could actually be looking towards the end of the year so i'll keep keep my name on the list for it obviously not keep my hopes up on it right yeah my my rolex news is uh over on our discord group i posted a uh screenshot of chrono 24's value one of their value charts oh yeah of the white dial oyster perpetual the 114 300 
and um, yeah, trading in the fourteen thousands. So uh, my take on this. <laughs> yeah, take that's on... probably the least desirable. Would you right. say maybe the black dial? I mean, I I, I liked it. I, that's something I would you know I was interested in at the time. You know, at the time it came out in uh, twenty eighteen. Well, people going for the funky colors, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, but um, I mean. My comment there and, and my comment here is uh, I, I strongly believe that non-watch people are buying these and adding them to an asset portfolio. Yes. And um, yeah, so I I will be happy to wait for when that goes away and it may not ever go away, but <laughs> it's, it's very, it's, it's sort of disappointing because you're, uh, you know, and, and, and this is a, a very parallel with our uh you know our moon swatch situation you you have people that are passionate collectors people that are interested in the brand people that want to get something and they're just absolutely being scoffed up by people that you know it's going to be in a, it's going to live in a safe and then people think that it's going to be worth you know oh it might be worth something someday this sort of thing i just saw and i'll tie it into cars and then i'll stop complaining I just saw a video where a guy had uh, figured out that there's a bunch of popular cars, the this silly Nissan Figaro. Okay, it's this funky looking car from the from the two, early 2000s that is made to look like a car from the 30s that Nissan came out with. Oh, I think I know this one. Yeah, with the round headlights, it looks like a mini vintage thunderbird kind yeah of. it's called something else in the uk i'm sure of it but there was yeah. actually a lot of these in the uk at one time I, yeah i can be yeah. corrected so, on this so uh yeah this this guy in tennessee or whatever just started to watch this video this guy in tennessee was like it just it was it's just basically taking a chance on the 25 year rule so these these can't be sold in the in the u.s for another you know a couple of years or whatever uh or i think it's it's just passed or whatever uh yeah so he Bought like all of them. He has like hundreds of them, and you're just like, dude, now, now, and and so he has hundreds of them, and now he has them listed for sale for like thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> so you're like, so a twenty five year old car from Japan, basically being sold as like a new car here. I'm just ah, oh, just it makes me grumpy because you're like, if you have the, you know, if you have the money, I guess, but I I can't, I just. I just don't know how the financials make sense for that to like buy a bunch of bunch of cars, bunch of watches, put them in a safe and then bet against inflation. And then also, <laughs> and then also bet again, you know, like especially cars like this, is like you have to have like cheap as free storage for this stuff. Yeah. It's funny. I'm by no means or, the authority on a lot of there's been a lot of discussion hasn't there about always oh, the rolex bubble bursting and all of that which of course yeah. it isn't yeah um but but paul thorpe did a great live stream with a couple of dealers spencer and they discussed in depth this topic and it was it was extremely interesting if you are interested in is the rolex bubble bursting and all mm -hmm. of that kind of stuff they they had a very interesting take on it. And they're saying that they, you might see some pricing fluctuation because to your point, Chris, it's it's flippers selling to flippers 
to keep right. an inventory and to st- keep stock moving could be one of the possible mm-hmm. and things with it. But yeah, it's not it's not great for us. But they were saying that um, you know certain models might be going down in price, but other models are. It's not a brand. It's not Rolex that is going down as a whole. Right. It might be certain brands from certain people that have been trading well over the odds anyway. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I that's think really I, you know I one. I think yeah I think Federico said something like that in one of his in one of his previous ones where he where he's like now we're in a now we're in like a you know the the game of financial and musical chairs where nobody wants to get caught holding the bag of you know unmovable Daytonas that they purchased at a crazy price that they want to sell at a crazy price they're just they're not being able to move them. And so then, you know, and so then they're like, then they're like, uh, if the market drops, like, are we going to be, you know, is, is $1 million of our, $1 million of our inventory going to disappear in a hot second? I took an absolute bath on crypto at the moment, but Mm -hmm. that's because it's so easy to trade and it's, you know, what people are exiting quick. So, I mean, I'm going to keep holding my crypto, but I think a watch will always be worth something, won't it? It won't be... Yeah. Somebody's not going to fire sell a Daytona for $50. True, true, true. But it, it, but it, it, to your crypto point, there's, you know, there's the... I, you know, you got in and you bought a ton of it super early and you were able to buy a watch. So you, you've already had that one experience. And if you could go back in time and put... Ten thousand more dollars in, you absolutely would, but no one can go back in time. So now you're like, all right, well, I still want to play in the market, but it's it's never going to give me the return that I'm I'm planning. So you know, this is the you know, it, it like it, it's frustrating because like we are no longer talking about watches; we're talking about uh, you know widgets of made of gold. Yeah, <laughs> you know, widgets made of gold that that also if there's a reseller or a wholesaler who is going out of business and has to sell a bunch of this stuff for pennies on the dollar. They're not going to make, the, it's not going to make the news. That's what, true. You yeah. Know, what, what's going to, I mean, I, and I've, I've seen some stuff on crypto going down, but like, I haven't, you're not hearing the same stories of like, I, you know, I lost the, the woe is me stories. Don't make it to the front page. The, I made, uh, four million on GameStop goes to the front page, but the I lost twenty grand doesn't. So yeah, exactly, and and it's all. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm still invested in certain cryptos as it's the, the joke is you're trying to catch a falling knife, but the certain ones I think are, are definitely going to go up in value. Yeah, um, but yeah. as a, this is not a channel for financial advice, I will keep that to myself. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, and, that, and that's really the yeah, that's kind of the takeaway. Like. <laughs> Like now, like as soon as you start treating these things like a value proposition, it kind of is like it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. So we'll continue on with our value, vintage and non-vintage collectible watches. Well, exactly. So I, <laughs> well, let me tell you about uh, anyone who's been following me on Instagram and on Discord, etc. I've been in the UK for a week mainly to see family but on the wednesday last wednesday uh, well yeah wednesday just gone i went to london and met up with some fellow youtubers so i met up with john and palm who do a live stream called the tea room the channel mm-hmm. is the tea and tickers uh, i i've been on there a few times as well it's a good laugh 
I would say if you are uh, if you're adverse to strong uh, language, they uh, mm. certain... <laughs> I don't swear on there. You won't, you won't see me swearing on there, but there's certain uh, c- certain uh, there's certain uh, language elements that uh, you know just be careful of but uh, they're very passionate about watches which is great and uh, i always have a great time when i'm on there so i met up with them the the john and palm and we went to burlington arcade which I, i've been to london multiple times but i've never been to burlington arcade and essentially it's a, a small arcade but it's full of watch shops and a lot of them vintage watch shops and mm, we cool. saw some just incredible incredible watches so mm. we saw a james bond rolex so the sean connery one oh right which was just spectacular of course it didn't have a, a price in it on, in, <laughs> in it on the window right we saw some extremely rare daytonas one of the things that i was impressed about was we saw an omega olympic timing clock i did i, I saw your picture of that that was really cool that was really yeah. cool because it's like encased, but apparently it's it says it's like encased in like like that's a metal, so it's like like a painted red. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it was amazing to see it see it used. It was from 1962 mm-hmm. when these things were these watches needed to be split second accurate. Yeah. Yeah. And the amazing, the whole Olympics was timed by these Omegas. I mean, now it's all digital, obviously, but it's, right. it's nice right. to see. Yeah, hand timing. I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. And then I saw a birth year Rolex Pepsi. Oh, there you go. GMT Master. Now, I would like to tell you how much this was, but I mentally refused to go in and ask because <laughs> the last thing I wanted from the rest of the holiday was to be obsessing about how to pay for right. a 1980 Pepsi Rolex. But just to see one there, there was literally a shop window where they had Pepsi GMTs lined up in date order. Yeah. Oh, which, I see that. It yeah. was just fantastic. So uh, yeah, I definitely didn't go in and ask i must have been at that window for at least 15 minutes ogling this uh this i mean three-year guarantee i mean you know you're good it's like 20 percent off all vintage yeah 20 percent off what yeah (laughs) for some reason they had a 20 percent off vintage rolexes in the window and which was laughable really yeah 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 because you're right yeah that feels like that feels like oh it's 20 percent off uh whatever this says yeah, so I don't know, maybe, uh, what do you think? What do you think that was going for? Like, like I, I don't know. I had in my like mind 10? it was about, yeah, I, I had in my mind it was a little bit more, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe 10, 11, that'd be my, that'd be my guess, knowing nothing about this market. <laughs> well, then, then I went on Chrono 24, of course, which uh, yep. I sh- and I couldn't find an exact 1980 okay. Pepsi, but they did have a um, 1980 root beer on there, and that was about 13,000, so that was well out of my Okay, head. all right. And the root beer is kind of one of those ones that may be less desirable or more desirable, depending on your... So, okay, all right. Listen, that seems like I'm right in the ballpark it's definitely there. one that goes in and out of fashion, but yeah, we saw yeah. some amazing watches, and That's then cool. after that, we met up with... Paul Thorpe. 
So if anybody's yeah. sure, anybody listening to this knows who Paul Thorpe is, it, you can tell from his channel that he's, ge- he's a genuine nice guy, and he really is in person a really genuine nice guy. That's great. So he took us for coffee in Selfridges, and he nearly bought a... He, it, we were in Selfridges, and Selfridges have a pre-owned watch in there, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which I didn't know. And Paul's going through a bit of a phase of buying the Omega Pro Ploths. Oh, and okay. they had a titanium, the rose gold one, which who Don on our Facebook group also has. Oh, wow. But this was a crazy watch, Chris, because it's that, it's it's a huge chunk. Yeah, that, that block. <laughs> but yeah. in titanium, it's crazy. Wow. It's just yeah. crazy how light it is. So he, uh, he almost bought that. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, he, he wanted to pay a little bit less for it than, he wanted to pay what he believed it was worth. Okay. Which he was he was right that they, they had it a little bit probably because you were paying a tax for it being in Selfridges. Um, right, right, yeah. So they, uh, uh, yeah, yeah they, if it's on if it's on display downtown, there's usually a <laughs> exactly. yeah, there's a little premium to it. So yeah. he, um, yeah, he actually, yeah, he he ended up walking away from mm-hmm. it. But they did they they did actually at least enter into a discussion with him about negotiating the price, and they actually went and rang head office and stuff while we went oh, and had okay. a coffee. Oh, all right. Interesting, the sales associate in there who was in front of the case with all the Rolex and everything was wearing the Brian May Seiko 5 on oh, an Uncle really? Seiko strap. Uh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, and so we, we uh, it was it was great to see that in person. He yeah. absolutely adored it. Yeah. That's cool. I've uh yeah, you know, I I I I think it's great when uh, watch salespeople can be sales can be watch enthusiasts as well. I hope I hope it doesn't ruin them. Uh, I don't I don't think I don't think it will, but I think that's I think it's great. Yeah, so it was a really really good day out in London as well. And Paul actually wasn't wearing a watch himself because oh, he's, really? he's came, actually really yeah. concerned about the yeah. watch crime in there. And I think there was even a video of two guys on mopeds breaking into some guy's car while he was stuck in traffic and ripping oh, a watch off his wrist. So, oh, yeah, it, I think the watch crime in, I think in most major cities is, it's definitely going up, isn't it? But yeah, particularly in London, I mean, I, I felt pretty safe in London and I feel pretty safe when I was in Manchester as well, because, right. I, you know, I know my way around, around Manchester and I only yeah. had my Christopher Ward on it, but, Having said that, I mean the Christopher Ward does look a lot more expensive than it. Yeah, yeah, it's I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I can only speculate at the at like what what the thieves are after. I'm sure the thieves are just after the big the big stuff, and I'm sure they're just you know they're just spotting the big stuff. Well, yeah, and that do you think? Well, I, it, I, I'm answering my own question here because it definitely would concern me if I had a really expensive watch on. I am not somebody that. It's not worth the flex value or whatever right. that would be. It's not worth right. me a pose yeah. to put myself in that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Risk. I'm like, I, I would even say I, I would not have like a, I would not have a blue dial Steinhardt on my wrist in downtown because <laughs> it's just, it's like from a hundred feet away on a moped. You know th- that thing looks like the, a Smurf, and and someone knows that that's uh, that it's gold, and so they're gonna they're gonna snatch it up regardless. That's a 
actually a great point, isn't it? Because some of those Steinharts and, and other brands as well. well yeah, yeah, even an Invicta, like the the pro that blue pro diver. I mean, my 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 father in law's got one of those, and I the first time I saw it, 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 like he just he was walking around with it, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> and then, and then it was like, "Oh, it's the Invicta Pro Diver." Uh, we'll give him props for it. We'll give him props for it. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I I I feel like that's uh, you're kind of you're kind of flying close to the sun there with that too. Well, yeah, exactly. And I don't think I saw many. I'm trying to think if I saw any decent watches on people's wrists whilst I was in London. I think I saw one guy wearing an Omega, but I didn't see anything extravagant. And we were in the, we were on Bond Street that has a, mm-hmm. it was funny because Bond Street has a, a Richard Mill store. Oh, okay. And there's there's nothing in it. They they had one watch in the window, which was a, a, ra- a circular one, which I didn't mm. know they, Richard Richard Mill made. Oh, 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 fancy. But there was a Richard Mill actually in one of the retail stores that they had uh, in the Burlington Arcade yeah. as well. So you kind of got to see one close up. Any other uh, any other interesting vintage non non popular brand or non, maybe you mentioned the Omega, but. Well, there was a store that had not only a lot of vintage Rolex, but also a lot of vintage Tudor as well. Mm, okay. And they had a Tudor Snowflake Submariner. Yep. Where, which, but it was it was like over thirty thousand pounds or something. So wow. I, I wouldn't. I know nothing about value in vintage Rolex, and I know even less about value in vintage Tudor. But they had some incredible. Tudors that were in those the Oyster Perpetual cases mm. and quite a few interesting ones. I didn't take anywhere enough photos because I was a little bit embarrassed about standing there with my phone, but um, <laughs> Palm and John did take yeah. a lot more photos, so they kindly had sent me a few as well to that's cool to um to share if I if I turn into a video. But um yeah, it was uh it was a really interesting day out. If anybody's on there going to the going to london or you live in if you live in london you'll know it's what burlington arcade is but mm-hmm. we actually we didn't go in any of the stores on bond street we tried to go into the rolex but they actually wouldn't let us because we didn't have an appointment but they weren't they weren't nasty about it or anything they yeah just said, yeah sorry it's yeah, appointment said, only. sorry yeah. Uh, yeah whereas the one in manchester they invited us straight in and we were chatting about rolex for quite a while actually so mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. was really cool but yeah, so that was it. Was a really fun trip. Uh, it wasn't all about this. Was it was one day reserved for watches, right. Secondary, and the rest of the yeah. day was uh, catching yeah. up with some family and friends because I've not been back to Manchester for. Yeah, well, I, I, I feel like that's you know if I'm if I'm going any place exotic or and uh, doing any international travel or you know even even like Vegas, even like a fun place, I'm definitely more more thinking about that now. More sort of keen to think about like. Hey, we're gonna be in northern Italy. Maybe we could drive across the border. Just saying, just saying. <laughs> you know, like, or we're gonna like. I mean, if I ever go, if I'm ever doing a Germany trip, I'm 100% gonna take a day and go over to the Zinn factory for 100. Absolutely. Well, that's a great point, and I forgot to mention as well. In Man- in in the Manchester has got a lot more vintage watch shops that had opened as well, and all of them had Rolexes in the window. Mm-hmm. There's more roll vin- pre-owned Rolexes for sale in the windows of these shops than you'll ever see in for new in a Rolex store, even though they have got yeah. um, exhibition pieces. And two interesting things I forgot was, first of all, the exhibition pieces in the UK are working models. 
that will oh. eventually get sold. Okay. So, so not really not... exhibition, but it's actual stock. Yes, exactly. Okay. They are actual stock. Okay. They are assigned to them for exhibition purposes, and I guess they would sell oh, them see. if a new model I comes see. out. Whereas, uh, whereas in the US, they are the exhibition models are non-functional. But the other thing as well okay. is in the centre of Man- uh, well in Manchester, there was a quite a big for a watch store, Bremont mm-hmm. store. Oh. Empty. Like I never saw because it was right by the hotel. Wow. I mean, it was full of watches, but there was no punters in there. Oh, I see. <laughs> and so it was. It was interesting that because it was our hotel was nearby, so we were walking yeah. past it. So I wonder how they're doing. And I also did go into any Mont Blanc shop that I happened upon because I am intrigued about this diver. It is sold out absolutely everywhere. I know Dave at. Scottish watches actually rang um, mm. because they they are quite pally, deservedly so, with mm-hmm. the Richemont Group, who is mm-hmm. the parent company, of course, of mm-hmm. Mont Blanc. And they pulled in, Dave pulled in favours. He had a whole, he had a, his contacts there searching around to try and find him one of these divers. And I'm talking about this, uh, the Mont Blanc 1858. Mm-hmm. There's an ice blue and then there's a green one and they are literally sold out everywhere. Who thought Mont Blanc would have yeah. a watch that was as rare as hen's teeth after wow. after yeah. a while? But I'm in, absolutely intrigued by this watch. Apparently, speaking to Scottish watches guys on that podcast that we did, it's spectacular, this watch. It's wow. $3,190 on the bracelet. Yeah. it's Apparently, it's spectacular in person so i yeah. am like super intrigued so the dial is uh looks like it looks like frozen blue ice yes exactly yeah it, that's, that's cool. what it looks like it's a diver it doesn't have the uh, the reason that i like the look of it is it doesn't have those cathedral style hands that they have on their other watches which okay. i'm not a huge fan of yeah but they i went into one in london i went into a mont blanc in manchester i went into a mont blanc store in dallas airport mm. nobody the guys in dallas hadn't even seen one let alone had one for <laughs> yeah, sale yeah, exactly you're like you're like uh this is in your catalog or it will be <laughs> yeah so i mean they've gone all out with it it's got um iso 6425 for diving it's water resistant to 300 meters i guess it Mo- I, the reason that made me think of this is it actually reminds me of a Bremont um, watch. Mm. Um, it looks like they're, uh, is it the S300 or whatever? But uh, yeah, I'm absolutely intrigued by this. Uh, yeah, it looks cool. Blanc. It looks good. Yeah. And what's the, what's the logo? Is it, is it uh, on, the, on the dial there? It's a mountain. Uh, it's, I think it's the Mont Blanc Mountains. Actually. Oh, okay. The, oh, okay. The mountain range. I could be wrong here anyone could correct me but oh the the blue glacial pattern dial is inspired by the mer de glace sea of ice mm-hmm. glacier of the mont blanc massif mm. its texture was achieved by using an almost forgotten ancestral technique called gratin gratin boys hmm. I probably so is it so is everyone maybe unique you wonder with with how they kind of look i wonder if the texture is unique on all of that's, them that's that, interesting. Yeah, yeah we should yeah maybe i'll do a bit more yeah, uh, research yeah. on this for yeah. next week but super um, cool looking yeah, yeah and uh, sorry i know we do have some 
uh, listeners in Switzerland and France. So apologies for just murdering the pronounce pronunciation <laughs> of both the sea of ice and yeah, the yeah. technique that's used to get that uh, pattern on the dial. But yeah, they, I think they've done it. And they, of course, it's got the date on it. So that's a huge win. Perfect. Perfect. So th- this definitely intrigues me as well. But I'm still sticking true to my one watch challenge. I have not All right. broken my one watch challenge. And I saw a moon swatch as well oh yeah that's uh, right so palm yeah. night wrist watchman on instagram also on the t and tickers podcast he had one he had the one that i like the one with the 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 beigey the taupe uh, okay case and dial that's uh mercury v- i think mercury Mer- no mercury's gray mercury's gray uh, so then it's um it's not, it's saturn. not saturn and this, uh, was it venus maybe be- yeah, I thought. No, 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 no. Venus is the blue. And never, what am I saying? Is it? Oh no, the Venus that was Uranus was the blue. Oh, jeez, Chris, I don't. Even yeah, know. it's. Um... So, this is how much I've forgotten about them. Well, it's funny because they actually, both John and Palm, before they met me in London, they went to the swatch shop. I went to the swatch shop, the main swatch shop in Manchester. They hadn't even seen them, so they yeah, weren't available in Manchester right. at all. Yeah, of course, yeah. And he actually said that. He actually said that they they went to the Swatch Watch store and mm-hmm. it was shut. And the guy was kind of through the glass. We haven't got any moon swatches. <laughs> so I, I I mean I'm still yeah, I, no, I, I still yeah. can't believe Here we are, how yeah. poor this rollout of a watch was. And they put they're putting the staff in danger. Yeah, right. I, I know, right. They got the store locked up. They're shouting through the glass. They got all sorts of like, yeah, stuff stuff happening. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. So they did actually try and get one. I think it is mission to. I think you're right. Jupiter, it's mission yeah, to Jupiter. Jupiter. Okay, all right, Jupiter. Yeah, but Palm had it. It actually put an aftermarket bracelet on it. It's it's a it's a decent watch. It doesn't feel overly plasticky. To be okay. honest, that, that's what I was that's what I was worried about, but. It's a smooth action. It's it's a quartz watch, so you get that quartz yeah. actuation yeah. of the chronograph where you yeah. just press yeah. it and it and it goes. Right. I held. I've held fast. I've not bought a single watch so far this year. In the, lieu yeah, of right. the, the Rolex, the, but right, that Montblanc right. definitely got me. Uh, got me intrigued. Should we say? Yeah, that looks good. That looks good. Awesome. Cool. Well, everyone, that was a bit more uh, free freeform one this week, which is always fun to have occasionally. We'll be back with a more topic. We've got a live stream coming up this week as well. If you want to join in on the conversation, head uh, also head on over to Discord or our Facebook group. As always, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on Casual Watch Talk. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs>